Yeah, I'm gonna sell this as fast as I know if actually know as fast as can. I have been in a lot of different situations this week, and I'm thankful and grateful that God has brought me out of all of them. I'm thankful and grateful for everything that God has done in my life. And sometimes we have to be able to take heed in what God is saying on these last and evil days. I say last and evil because sometimes people need to understand and know we're not there yet. But at the same as that time, you're starting to see patterns that are not of God. Patterns that even the enemy is telling the truth about what God is doing in the United States. Amen. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. God is letting the enemy know what is going on. And he is speaking so many volumes on today. So I wanted to start again with thus says the Lord part two. Also, we were talking about the Mount Ephraim or Ephraim, most importantly, in verse six. And it was coming from and I got a good definition from the Bibles. Uh, Zoran Illustration Bible Dictionary. It has been a really good uh, source for me to be able to go in and see about Ephraim. Now, it was talking about the Mount Ephraim. It's 30 times in the Bible. Whereas Ephraim, totally different, is, is a town that was near Babel, Hazor, the place where uh, Absalom kept his uh, sheep shears. Oh my goodness. And that's in 2 Samuel 13 and 23. This town was also identified with uh, Oprah, which is turning usually thought to be the same as Ephor. But I wanted to let you know when God is talking about the Mount Ephraim, it is talking about Ephraim as a hill country in central Palestine, occupied by tribes of Ephraim and extending north into the territory of Manassas. It was a fruitful, hilly country, and that's in verse 19. And this is where we're at and where we stopped that. And it surely says, after I turned, I repented. And after that, I was instructed, I smote upon my thigh. I smote upon my thigh. I was ashamed, yea, even confound, because I did bear the reproach of my youth. Jeremiah was thinking about when he was young and how he was doing doing things that were not of God. But also at the same time, when he said, I smote upon thy my thigh, is usually in the Bible, and I've seen this so many times, the thigh is the most important part for a male to be hit. And it signifies that intimacy between the person that is hitting them and the in person that is receiving the blow. And at the same time, do you understand that a lot of the times that when God, when God sits there, he punishes us or he uh, chastises us. Is because God wants us to be able to recognize who he is. That's one. Number two, recognize what you've done wrong. 
And number three, repent. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Usually when God chastises us, he is letting us recognize who he is. Number two, recognize what we done wrong. And number three, repent and not go back to it. So God is making an example of some people. And I had to sit here and I said, well, God, you know, he makes an example of all of us. And I wanted to let you know also, he sits there and he tells you, I was, I was ashamed, yea, even confound like days. And, and because I did bear the reproach of my youth. And then he goes in and says, into the 20th verse, and we're coming from Jeremiah, the 31st chapter uh, of the King James Version, the 20th chapter. Is Ephraim, my dear son, is he a peasant child? For since I spake against him, I do eagerly remember him still. Therefore, my bowels are troubled for him. I will surely have mercy upon him. Thus, Say, excuse me, say of the Lord. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Is Ephraim, my dear son, is he a peasant child? Come on now. For since I speak him, I do eagerly remember him still. Therefore, my bowels are troubled for him. I surely have mercy upon him, saith the Lord. And when he's chastising Ephraim, he remembers what Ephraim did, and he still wants to show mercy. Oh, y'all don't hear me, though. It doesn't that sound like the United States. Doesn't that sound like some of us? Let me make that personal. Doesn't it sound like me and you? See, we develop things that we shouldn't be doing, but God sat there and he gives you time, time after time. And he remembers how he used to give you uh, verbal, uh, verbal warnings and giving you all of this time. And God is telling you, it's time. It is time that you need to change your weights. And I wanted to, and when he said that, therefore my bowels are troubled for him. Do you understand? It's like God is telling, God is telling us that his whole entire being is troubled. His whole entire in words is troubled because the way that he speaks about Ephraim. My God, because of how a lot of things happen there, people need to understand. Stop thinking that God does not see you, does not hear from you. But when you sit there and you sin and God chastises you and you don't turn away from it, you don't heed to God's voice. There is something about God's voice that should trigger you to repent. And there is some things that people don't understand that only the people of God understand. See, there are certain things that God will give you warning. After warning, after warning, 
until he gives you just a little bit longer. But for the ones that are not saved, that are not of his, he has already turned them over to do as they would like to do. And their whole entire being is seared with a hot iron. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. People need to understand that if you're not of God and he is also rendering so many different judgments, so many different things that's on your behalf. And then at the same exact time, I kept hearing someone say, you cannot judge, but God says you need to be able to have a righteous judgment. When you speak to people, when you see what's going on, you need to be able to discern because everybody that says, Lord, Lord, or can be able to pray is not of God. Let me say that one more time for the people back. See, people can sit there and deceive you if you are not doing what God says do. This is not even in my notes. I just know this is what God is saying. And sometimes we need to understand that our time in doing what God says is not lax. It's not going to be anything God is going to have his way in your life. God is going to be the final author and finisher of your faith. There is something about when he tells you, thus says the Lord, it's going to come to pass. So don't be lackadaisical about what God has told you to do. Go and do and go forth with God. And then at the same exact time, do you understand that this season, there is nothing that God is not being able to give you, equip you to do. But when you have been able to be disobedient to God, go and talk to God and tell him, please forgive me. Recognize what you have done wrong so that you won't do it ever again. Let me say this one more time for the people in the back. See, certain times you really want to sit there and you want to have God to be able to talk and be able to conversate with you. But once you done what you've done, you need to go back and tell God, please forgive me. And please let it be made known that there is such a thing that there is a difference in your life that you don't want to go back to. No, y'all don't hear me though. Thank you, Holy Spirit. See, there are certain things that you don't want to go back to and you want God to come in. And I love how God has so many symbolisms in Jeremiah where it goes back to either the Old Testament and then brings you into the New Testament also. And also it says, let's go down to the 21st verse, set thee up way markers, make thee high heaps, set thine heart towards the highway, even the way which thou wentest. Turn again, old version of Israel. Turn again to these thy cities. Now, set thee up way markers. Make thee high heaps. Set thy heart towards the high way, even the way which thou wentest. Turn again, old version of Israel. Turn again to these thy cities. When God is saying, make your mark, and this is way marks, and letting you know what's going on. 
so that you can be able to in your in your inwards and you want to go back to God. You need to go back to God. It is crucial and vital that we go back to the way that we used to be in God. We have set up so many different ways that we think is right, but God is sitting here and telling you to go back to me. Come back to me, O Israel. Come back to me, the ones that are of God. Please come back. You know the way. You know the truth. You know what God is telling you to do. So go back. And don't be weary in well-doing in soul that you shall reap if you faint not. Come on now. We have to keep going. And yes, sometimes it does get cumbersome. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it doesn't. But I'm so assured that God is in the midst of all the things that's been going on. In the midst of how everything should be. See, there is such a thing that if you don't trust God in the midst of it all, how can you be able to wish thing? Oh, y'all don't hear me, though. If you don't trust God, I mean, totally trust him with everything that you have. How is it that you can be able to withstand the evils that we have to go through? There are more things coming. I keep telling you this. There's yet to have things that are coming that no one else can be able to see, nor be able to behold. But yet and still, so many people don't realize how God and what God is bringing, and they are trying to figure it out. No, let God show you who he is. And also at the same exact time, be concerned about how and when, and not how and when, but be concerned about what God is concerned about. Start being able to know the heavenly things, asking God daily, tapping into who God is. And yet and still, I had a discussion with my spouse, with my husband, and we were talking a little bit about Paul. And Paul was talking about that he would want us to be like him and he was single, but he knew that a lot of us were not going to be single. And he knew that we were going to have children and we were going to have generations. But do you understand that even with the generations, do you understand that there can be a situation where the children cannot some, in some situations, the parents were saved, and then you start seeing the children going away from God. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. You see the parents that were saved, and then the children start going away from God. Why is that? Well, let me tell you something. And this is not even in my notes. I'm just going by what God is telling me. A lot of the times, especially during my experience of what I've seen, is that some people would have their children to grow up in a toxic environment. And so much so that by the time that their children are grown, do you understand there can be times where they will not choose God? They will sit there and say, wait a minute. My parent wasn't saved their whole entire life and they brought all of these different things into the household. 
But also at the same exact time, and I'm speaking from my experience, is that do you understand that you can sit there and say you're saved, but also at the same exact time, are you living it? Are you breathing it? Are you sitting there and being the example for your children? Or are you honestly lackadaisical? Are you honestly wavering in your faith? Are you honestly wavering in how you're supposed to live and construct and do what God says? This is part of God says the Lord. See, there are certain things that when we do these things and God is sitting there and saying, wait, wait a minute, hold up. You told me I am the God that is supposed to be over your family, but you haven't denounced any of the things that you have brought into the family. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. You have to denounce a lot of different things that you come into your family, that comes into your bloodline, your generation, because so many people can be able to have anger issues, uh, rage and so unforgiveness and different things and elements in your life. And it comes into you and you have to sit there. You have to learn how to denounce it and tell your next generation to do the same thing. You can tell your generation, the next generation, that what you've done and also at the same exact time so that they can learn what that you've done so that they won't do it the same way. See, that's the thing is that we don't want to talk to our children about what we used to do and what, and we can say that in an age appropriate way. Hey, mommy and daddy wasn't saved all the time, but I want to be able to sit there and know that, look, let me tell you something. I was like this and I was like that. And I had to have God to come in and turn my life around. This is not even in my notes, but I'm just telling you, Thus says the Lord, this is what's going on. We need to tell the next generation. We need to be able to have those heart to heart conversations. It even says it that in the word of God, that even when you're going, walking, just paraphrasing, walking with your children, talking with your children, talk to them about God. Even when they're about to lay down, I pray with my children. Even when they get about to get up and go to school if I'm sitting there and I'm praying for them because I'm interceding for my children. I'm not just staying at home and not doing anything. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. I'm not just staying at home. I'm not just running and doing errands. I'm not just, even if I'm at my work or my position, I am still concerned about my children, concerned about my spouse, because they are the part of me that God has given me, and I need to be able to take care of my household. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. I need to take care of my household. I need to be able to sit there and let that have that time where sometimes someone needs to call my spouse or my children, mom, please pray for us. Mom, something's going on. We need to have that access to God immediately. And see, that's the thing. We can't sit there and be lackadaisical and not read our word and lackadaisical and not doing what thus says the Lord. I'm going to say it like I mean it. We can't be lackadaisical in this time because don't you know, there can be casualties. There can be unbeknownst prayer. 
because you're not doing what God says do. You're not getting up and giving God his praise and his due. You're not sitting up there and being in the position to talk to God and be in the right position in mind to do what God says to do. And then at the same exact time, some people can call you and say, thus says the Lord, I need, you know, this and that, or either they can say, hey, I need you to pray because this person is not here. Or this person, you have to be on the wall, as Nehemiah said. You need to be able to be in your position. It's not something that you should say, oh, this is cumbersome. No, when you get into the position that God has given you, God has changed your authority, given you the, the purpose that you have in your life. Whether it is being single, there is nothing wrong with that, or being married. See, there is such a thing that when people sat there and the church that I went to, was like, oh, well, when your friends gotten, uh, excuse me, married, well, you can't, you can't be able to go and, you know, congregate with them. You can't be able to associate yourself with them. And to me, that hurt. And then at the same exact time, it was like, do you understand that everybody is not going to always be in a marriage state. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. Some people need to stay single in God so that he can be able to talk to you. Your ministry might just be just for you, not for everybody around you, just for you. God might want to love on you because of the situations you've been through and he doesn't need anybody else that attaches to you that is not of him. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. God wants you to stay in your singleness or your marriage in order for you to understand that nine times out of 10, if you are in a healthy marriage and doing what thus says the Lord, he wants you to learn how to be able to love on another person, how to be able to respond to another person, how to be able to do what God says do. And also at the same time, in your singleness, you need to understand God is trying to be able to tell you that because of so much that you've been through, God wants you to just stay within him for a little bit while longer. Just make him the husband that you need, the friend that you need, the spouse that you need. Because we don't know everything that a person has gone through, but I wanted to let you know that God is still in the midst. Amen. Now I want to go back because I know this is going to be, I'm going to have a, uh, I'm going to have possibly a third one because of so much information data that God had downloaded into me, but also at the same exact time, I had to be obedient had to repent of some things, had to get out of some things. You know what I mean? You get, you form bad habits and God is like, no, no, I need you to get back on track. Amen. So in that, I want to let you know that we need to turn back to God. And then at the same time, let's go to the second verse. And we're still in Jeremiah, the 31st chapter. 
King James Version in the 22nd verse. How long wilt thou go about, O thou backsliding daughter? Ooh, Lord, help me, Jesus. That's not in there, but I just, I'm sorry. How long wilt thou go about, O thou backsliding daughter? For the Lord hath created a new thing in the earth. A man, excuse me, a woman shall pass. Amen. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. How long wilt thou go about, O thy backsliding daughter? For the Lord hath created a new thing in the earth. A woman shall compass a man. 23rd verse. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, as yet they shall use this speech in the land of Judah and in the cities thereof. When I shall bring again their captivity. The Lord bless thee, O inhabitants of justice and mountains of holiness. Now let's go back to the 22nd verse. How long wilt thou go about, O thy backsliding daughter? Do you understand that nations, individuals, people, I mean, it can go on and on down to all of us. If we sit there and we as a nation, I don't condone everything we do as a nation. Do you understand? Because my principles, my way of life is totally going against what society is saying, what the higher individuals are saying. And don't you know that when you keep going back into the world, you keep going back into society or to the enemy to get what you need. Do you understand that's compromising your position? Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. You're compromising your position. And you can understand that when you have to go to the enemy to get the benefits, but you see that God's benefits is totally totally better than what the enemy is giving you. Why are you going to go back? Oh, y'all don't hear me though. See, I was listening and I saw this woman and she was very distraught this week and I saw what she was doing and I saw how she had spoke about God and it was, it was really foul. It was really wrong what she said. And see, that's the thing is that her ability to sit there and say, well, God, this and God, that, but if you truly look at it, she wasn't seriously having a relationship with God. She was sitting up there and, you know, because of the benefits of the enemy was outweighing and how she was respecting or disrespecting God. It, it outweighed how God really was in our life. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. See, when you have a relationship with God, you and you and God can talk. And I've been, I've had that problem. I've had that situation where I talked to God. I wasn't cussing him out, but I was sitting there and I was talking to God and I was having a candid conversation. I had to close the door because my children would sit there and say, mom, are you talking to me? And I said, no, I'm talking to God because of how, when we were in homelessness, when we were in the state of where we were at, God was, I was like, God, this is not where we're supposed to be. But God was like, I've had you in this 
for a season to learn how it is to have and to have not. And then at the same as that time, he had us there in order for us to learn things. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Do you understand that you can't treat God any kind of way and be disrespectful in how you talk to God? See, there's a fear, there's a reverence, there is an understanding that I am the creation, not the creator. He is the creator. And we keep forgetting that. That's part of thus says the Lord also. Because a lot of people, look, look, look at how we, we had the children of Israel going to Babylon and to Persia and having all these, I mean, per, I mean, just different people. It was like hands on, hands on, because they weren't really caring about what God said. They really didn't care what thus says the Lord. They just kept on doing what they were doing. And it was like, you know, so many times us, like God will sit there and come in and rescue us from the mess we were doing. But yet and still, it's like, wait a minute, I want to go back out what we were doing. And God is like a perfect gentleman. I will let you go back and do whatever you want to do. But do you understand his time that he has given you? That's precious. And I'm telling you, when you sit there and realize how much time that God gives us, we have to be able to be joyful about that. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. It has let me know that God is such a good God. No matter what's going on in our lives, God is such a good God. And you can't put any time of type or stamp on that, you cannot sit there and be defiled. You cannot be able to sit up there and be mean to God and not have that type of reverence towards God. Let me say that one more time from the people in the back. See, the difference is that, yes, Moses and him had heated discussions because Moses can be able to do that. We can do that, but not at the expense of not showing reverence and honor to him. Do you understand? That God is the one that gave you life and he can take it. Let me say that one more time for the people back. You can have life more abundantly if you do it the way that God wants us to do it. But since some of us have become hard-headed, stiff-necked people, and it says that in the word, we don't want to do what God says do. We want to sit here and think that God is going to be able to answer our prayers and 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 be a magician or a genie. No, God is not like that. You better start waking up and smell the coffee. You need to understand that God is sitting up there and he is sovereign and he is Lord. We are not his ways and our thoughts are not his thoughts. And guess what? That means that God has a whole entire picture that we don't see. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. We don't see what God sees. He gives us glimpses as prophets, but he doesn't give us a whole thing. He gives us bits and pieces. See, that's the thing is that people want to sit here. And do you understand that God is telling you sincerely and being obedient that I am the Lord. I am God. That's from Genesis to Revelations. And also at the same exact time. Don't get it twisted. His son is the same way. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Jesus is the same way. 
He is loving. He is caring. Yes. But also he has a vengeance. He has been able to turn over tables. He has been able to take a belt and whoop people in the church because guess what? That was his father's house. And you're sitting up here and making the temple, which can be also at the time was figuratively, but also symbolic. You can make it tainted by not doing what thus says the Lord. You can sit there and say, well, God, I'm doing this and this. But when God sits there and tells you, this is what you've been doing. This is the documentation. I got the receipts. Now you need to change your ways. Then do it. Do it and stop sitting here and saying that you haven't seen. Oh, wait a minute. I, I shouldn't be judged. No, you should be judged. And don't you understand that God sends prophets. He sends people to tell you and warn you that you shouldn't be doing those things, that you shouldn't be developing those bad habits, that you shouldn't be cussing, that you shouldn't be fussing, that you shouldn't be. Come on now. See, there's a difference between being able to respect God and have a conversation with God and outright be disrespectful. And then try to be able to post it and think that it's justifiable. No, you're not. Absolutely not. Have several seats. We don't want to do that here. See, that's the thing is that the world thinks and society lets you think who God is. But God is totally different. God is telling you, I am a righteous God and to be feared and to be reverenced. And I'm talking about in respect of who God is. When you say God and Jesus, it shouldn't be in a cussing manner. It shouldn't be a disrespectful or distone. It should be that you should be praising God for all that you have. <coughs> Amen. Excuse me. It should be that you should sit there and realize, wait a minute. This is the person, not even a person. This is a spirit. This is the only true living God that can take away everything that I have, that I should be able to respect him, not just because he's God, but because he's the one that's giving you life and life abundantly. Everything that you have in your closet, everything that you're driving, everything you put on your body, everything that you eat and consume, everything that you go and you get your position and bring home the finances, everything that you have, that's his. He's only loaning it to you for a brief time. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. How dare you have the audacity to sit there and talk to God any type of way? Do you understand that God is sovereign and he's the one that's going to be able to take you in? He's giving you life and he can take you out. Do you understand? God is sitting here and telling you what he wants you to do. Part of thus says the Lord. Because some of us don't realize how, how, how fragile our life is. See, going to Ecclesiastes, going to Lamentations, it, it is just, a, it's like we're when we, we can, God blows and we're gone. If God speaks over you, you're done. And it's not a good one. When it's not good, that's speaking and life. But if you see the curses that are coming on you, Oh my God, go back. We've addressed this. Do you understand that when God speaks curses on you, you are not living. You are just walking dead. 
Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. See, the blessings of God are for the people of God. But for the curses, oh my God, the curses, they're, they're for the ones that don't want to be obedient to God. You want to be disobedient. That's part of thus says the Lord. See, that's the part where people realize is that, wait a minute, uh, when God speaks, you, you've heard me already say this throughout the whole entire time that I've been doing scripture. Is that when we say thus says the Lord, that's God final say so. That's what God said. That's not what man said. That's, that's already founded already. And when I go back and I see that God said these things, and then you start finding out in the natural about the different circumstances and the different circumstances to the situations of what God has already said. Do you understand? That's 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 already set in in what God already said. Now y'all don't hear me though. See, go back when I said about how certain situations, certain environments will not be inhabited by people, and then to go back and see that in in raw form. Do you understand? That's God said. And also at the same time, people need to be fearful of that. Do you understand that when, when God says it in his word and you see it in the natural, it becomes so much profound. It is stabilizing in people and it should be able to stabilize in you. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. When God says, that only the jackals and all of these different animals will be there and dwell in there. Do you understand? And you see that. You see an archaeologist go in and, and he has all of these findings. And you see it in the word of God. And it goes into what God has put into the natural. Into the state of being that you are living in. Y'all don't hear me though. See. When God speaks, we need to be listening. When God sits there and he is even opening up his mouth, we have John of Patmos in Revelation. He's sitting down and talking to God. We have Elijah. We have Moses. We have Jeremiah. We have all these different prophets and different people of God and disciples of God and apostles. Do you understand? You have all of this, and we don't even still believe that God will do it. Y'all, y'all, I'm done. I'm done. I'm like, you have to realize that God is all sovereign, all Lord. Stop sitting up here and saying that God won't do this, or it's not going to come to pass, because when God's mouth opens and it's in his word, it's final. There ain't nothing changing it. So we need to start realizing where do you lie in God? When God says, thus says the Lord, where do you lie? Where do you go? Where do you dwell? Are you like the children of Israel that's backsliding all the time? Or are you staying in God? And I'm going to say it like I mean it. Once saved, always saved. No. That ain't it. 
You need to go back and repent to God every time that you do something wrong. Repent earnestly, not just, oh, well, God, I'm, no, earnestly talk to God. Y'all need to have a relationship with God so much so that I have to sit there and I have to talk to God a lot more than what you're thinking. Well, past, I got, you know, I got all of this stuff going on. You know what? Let me tell you something. I have to push some things to the side, even if I got to get up early like I'm doing now, or I got to stay up late like I did last night to do what God says do. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. You let this world bog you down, and God said, make me the sinner of your joy, of your of your life, of your plans, of your children, of your husband, of your of whoever you are married to, whether it be for a wife, your husband, and whether the husband is your wife, that's the holy natural moment of God. That's the holy covenant of God. Don't sit there and negate from what God said. Because your feelings are because of what you think. Now, let me tell you something. When God says it, he spoke it, he meant it, and he's He's honestly telling you this is the reason why he did it. And I was looking at how, okay, let's, let's look at how our body functions. We have voluntary and involuntary functions. We have voluntary where we need to be able to have the brain is sending our commands in so that our 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 bodies can be able to function. But involuntary is when you know that you have to be able to see, like, for instance, you have a pot that's hot and you touch it and you involuntarily have known it was hot and it start and you had to pull away your hand. Why is it that we as human beings, supposedly of child of God, because I'm talking to ones that supposedly believers, because this is what we are. We're supposed to be able to know who God is and spend time with God. But yet and still, we don't want to do that. We want to do everything else but what God says. In the time period that we see that we're in. Wait a minute, Pastor, what you mean? See, some of us don't want to be obedient. We are thinking that, oh, well, God is this. No, God is putting this on you so that you can go and do what God says to do. See, we want to be able to keep our minds and our hearts busy, and that's what you're supposed to do. But are you doing it with the right things? Are, are you... Are you honestly talking to God? Are you honestly, you know, sitting there and saying, wait a minute, God, what are you telling me? What, I mean, how am I supposed to address this? Or how how is this person, you know, these are the questions that sometimes go in my head. I don't know about you, but I know that I have honest conversations with God. I'm like, wait a minute, hold up. You know, God, this, I got to see about this. I got to see about this person. I got to go about, how am I supposed to address this situation? Those type of things. How, how, you know, and I had to realize is that if I consult God first, and if it's not right, God will let me know. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. See, I had to learn this at 47, about to be 47, a couple more days. Amen. Praise the Lord. I had to learn. 
I had to learn that certain people are not going to always stay with me. I had to learn there were seasons. I had to learn that everybody that's in my family say their blood is not blood. They really don't like me. Come on now. Had to say that. But also at the same exact time, are you staying within what God is telling you or why are you keep going back? That's what I want to know. Why do you keep going back to the same situation you just got out of or, or God's delivered you out of it in order for you to stay where he's at? Let me say this, and I'm going to tell you like I mean it. God gives us all of these different benefits. God blesses us in life and he's life more abundantly. But see, the enemy will give you the things of this world, but your soul your everlasting soul is attached to it. And that means you're going to go where? Oh, y'all don't hear me though. Wait a minute, pastor. You just, no, this is, I'm trying to tell you to stay out of where you're going. To stay out of Halo. To stay out of Shalo. See, I know for a fact that if some of us would die today, we would not go to heaven. Because we're doing what we want to do and not what God is telling us to do. We're doing things that God has told you not to do and forbid you not to do it just like Eve and Adam. But yet and still, we still did it and we see and now we have time. We're the only ones. The animals don't. The angels don't. We have it. Human beings have it. And we spend our time. So concerned about everything else instead of you worshiping and praising God. And I love how God comes back and he reminds me day after day that Joshua praised me before his battle. David praised me before his battle. And when you praise him because you know you're trusting him that everything is going to come out, not just all right, but it's just going to come out with a peace that passes all understanding. Then he can give you the unction to go down and do bad. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. It's a difference between it's a difference between you living holy and you not living holy when you were out in the world. There's a difference. It's like you have a covering on you that nobody can explain. See, the discernment in your life, you can see, you can, you can know who God is. And God gives you these things in order for you. He gives you these faculties in order for you to survive, to go through the process, to get to where he needs for you to be. Your purpose. Now, you need to live it out. Wait a minute, pastor. What is my purpose? Talk to God. I keep telling you. You can talk to a pastor, you can talk to a prophet, minister, teacher, what have you. But when you talk to God, oh, I love when you talk to God. God will show you everything. Every man, man-made stuff is not always about what God says. I don't like when people try to speak on me or speak to me and say, hey, when I know it is not thus says the Lord. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. Don't let everybody speak over you. Don't let everybody touch you. Don't let everybody pray for you. Don't let everybody. Oh, y'all don't hear me. You're like, wait a minute, Pastor. You No, I'm not way off. I am not off. I'm going off. But way off, no. 
I don't let everybody come into my home. I don't let everybody come into where God has me to dwell. I don't let everybody. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. See, people need to understand there should be boundaries to who God is in you. And how your relationship with you and God is very, very important. That even the ones that try to pray over you that is not living right. Do you understand that God is telling you in so many different words that is not the person that you should be friends with, that you shouldn't be hanging around with, that you should not be tolerating all of that that I have given because I've given you that, your life with a purpose and you need to talk to him. Don't call nobody else but him because he's the one that made you. Well, Pastor, you know, um, me and my mom talk. I said, let me tell you something. There's a difference between when God talks to you and your parents talk to you. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. When God talks to you, it speaks volumes. And thus says the Lord, that's signed, sealed, and approved by God. That ain't changing. But you need to realize who God is. You have to give God everything, not just one thing. You got to give it all to him. It's all or none. It ain't no, oh, I'm going to go and run over here and I'm going to come back. No, I, I have to do what God says do. And it keep and we keep going into thus says the Lord. You keep going on and you keep on. You you keep on doing your own thing, and God is telling you, come out of it. Thus says the Lord. Change your ways. Thus says the Lord. Man, I you know what? So many people want to sit here. You want to get into the word of God. But you don't want a relationship with God. And he's the one that wrote the book. Let me say that one more time for people. Like, you don't want to get a relationship with God. You want somebody to force feed you the word of God. And you don't want to get a relationship with God. But you understand he's the one that wrote it. Enough said. Enough said. When you want a relationship with God. You're going to sit there and find ways in order for you to tap into God. It hasn't become that reality for you. When are you going to get that thirst back? When are you going to get that fire back? When are you going to get that reverence back when you first believe? When are you going to get it back? When are you going to get the illumination? When are you going to get that light that you know, that fire, that hunger, that passion, that that understanding that God is God and nobody else can be able to take his place? And if somebody would talk bad about God. Do you understand that you're the first one to get up and say, excuse me, what is your problem? What, what, wait, 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 what is your problem speaking against God? See, I've seen so many people disrespect God lately and it's unnerving. It truly is. It, I don't understand. How do you sit up here? Talk bad about the one that has given you life a life more abundantly why is it that you accept that type of mess into your life? And see, that's the thing is that I have to sit here and honestly tell you, trash becomes trash. When you see something that isn't of God, you need to remove it from yourself. And then at the same exact time, I thank you, Lord, for telling me 
Don't do that anymore. Stop what you're doing. Repent what you're doing. Do what God says do. And don't you know the increase will come. Sincerely repent. This is for the believers. And for the ones that are not believing, do you understand? There are consequences to our actions. Whether you believe God or you're living for God or not, there are consequences. And you need to realize that. Don't sit there and say, well, God, you know, he knows my heart. Yeah, he knows your heart is filthy. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. He knows your heart is filthy. It is not good. He knows that what we have dwelling within us, we have a flesh and we have to kill it every day. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. We have to kill the old man, the mindset, the way we think, the way we act, everything else in between. We have to kill it. And I mean, figuratively, not in the natural. I mean, figuratively, I have to kill my sinful nature every day. And I mean, figuratively. I have to not sit up there and backfire. I have to not sit up there and gossip. I have to not sit up there. And see, that's the thing is that we have to change the old ways we used to be. And people will sit there and say, well, Christians are weak. No, we're not supposed to be weak. We're supposed to be wise as serpents and gentle as doves. We're supposed to be able to have the full armor of God on. We are supposed to have the hands that God has made for war. We are supposed to have, let me say this one more time for the people in the back. I am not a pushover. I am not one of those people that you can sit up there and talk bad about. Because guess what? Even if I'm not speaking and I'm not talking, do you understand that God will be able to say it all? Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. I have to sit there and I have to speak and say, you know what, Lord, I'm asking you cover my enemies because they don't know who they're talking to. They don't know who they're talking about. So I'm asking you, God, to come in, have to be able to do what you say do. No matter what's going on, God, I'm asking you. And see, that's the thing is that everybody wants to sit up there and talk to different people, but they don't want to talk to God. And then by the time that they're sitting up there and in the front, in the midst of God, it is not a time to sit there and repent. You won't have time. It's either it's judgment and it's either heaven or hell. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Because I'm sitting up there and I'm telling you what thus says the Lord, that means that you either are pricking your heart or either you're going to change and do what God says do. Or either you're not going to change at all. You're just going to keep going. Because you think that you're right. Let me say this one more time for the people in the back. Stop playing with God. Stop thinking that you have that much time. You don't have time. Tomorrow is not promised to any of us. We need to do what God says do. We need to do what God is already telling you to do. And stop sitting up here. Going back to the world and saying, wait a minute, I can go to the club, I can still go to church. Uh Uh-uh. No, you cannot. It's it's to a point now where you should be able to differentiate who God is and who the enemy is. I cannot be able to absorb some music, and I'm going to tell you like this, I don't absorb a lot of different music. I don't do gospel. I don't like different music because 
I remember when I was out in the world, how it made me feel, how that influence came upon me. Now, I tell that to my children. I tell that to my husband. Now, if people don't realize that you don't want to be out there because certain music, because of who the angel or used to be angel of God of light used to be and how he was able to influence the people, how he was able to have music and be able to speak and have volumes of who God is. Don't you know Lucifer, which became Satan, will use that influence on people. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Stop letting the enemy influence you to do something that you shouldn't be doing. That shouldn't be coming across your lips. That shouldn't be talked about or discussed. Don't let it be that God has to be able to come in and chastise you because you want to be out there in the world and you don't want to come in from the cold. Let me say that one more time. It is getting chilly out here. It is getting deathly cold. And I, I don't mean, I mean that figuratively and spiritually. If you don't realize who God is, I feel bad for you. I really do. Because you don't want to sit here and you don't want to recognize what God is trying to tell you. You want to have your cake and eat it too. And God is trying to tell you, it's either you choose me or you choose the other one. You either love one of a master or hate the other one. You need to make a choice. There is no in-between. It's either life or death, heaven or hell. There is no in-between. Now, I'm going to say it like I mean it. People need to stop sitting here and thinking that, oh, I go to church, but did you apply that to your life? Did you take what God has given you and applied it to your life? Is it because you sat there and you said, oh, I went to church? No, did you live it? Did you sit there honestly and turn over what you've been doing? And then did you denounce? See, the church don't teach this. I'm, I'm learning this. Church does not as a whole teach that you should denounce some of the things that's going on in your life, that you should repent, that you should honestly sit there and say, Lord, if there's something that is not in me, demonic or what have you, that is not of you, that it needs to come out. I'm asking you, Lord, to be able to come in and search my heart, search me and see what I need to be able to do. Show me me. And that's a that you that's a totally different level. You need to be prepared for that one. Because God will show you who you are and whom you are. And then at the same time, be prepared to repent of all the things that you've done. And then at the same exact time, be prepared for all the people around you that you know, we sit there and we say, well, they love, no, you don't, they don't, no, they don't. Because when you start praying prayers and you start being able to be effective in God, don't you, you'll start seeing them turn over and you'll start seeing who they truly are. Try it with David and also Saul, King Saul. He didn't like David because he knew that his whole entire way of life is going to change because he is now not the king. He was sitting in the position, but only holding position. Let me say that one more time for people. You can hold a position and not have the anointing on you. Oh my God. And because of his disobedience, King Saul was put and had put the prophet Samuel into a difficult position. 
prophet Samuel was willing and able to hear from God, whereas he was not. He was people pleasing. And that became dangerous. Now, I'm going to say this. Stop doing what people say. Start doing what God says. And you know when it's when it's people talking. You know when it's man talking. You know when it's the enemy talking instead of God. God brings prophets, apostles, preachers. He's the true ones now, not the false ones. And there is going to be so many uprising of false prophets. It is ridiculous. But you need to have discernment in the time, in this hour. And you need to realize that a lot of people are starting to realize that it becomes so cumbersome how we as an individual, as society, as a whole, in a nation, and we don't agree on everything, we don't. But at the same exact time, we should be able to, as men and women of God, we should be able to agree on this, that God is sovereign, that no one else can change. The Bible is not going to change. His word has been able to be disputed in court and has been able to be found at truth. And that's why a lot of people don't like you. We say that one more time for the people in the back. Because you're living God's word, you're speaking God's word, people ain't going to like you. And that is the truth. Don't sit there and dispute it. Don't sit there and think, wait a minute, why did No, because you're living for God. Your whole entire time, do you understand that people are starting to go over and do what the enemy says that they are not supposed to do? Their daddy is and their father is totally different than who you are. So get used to it. Don't sit there and say, well, the enemy. No, enemy don't like you. You shouldn't like him. And there should no be, there is a distinction between God's people and the enemy. Let me say it one more time for the people in the back. There is a distinction between God's people and the enemy's people. And that's part of thus says, Lord, you need to come from a mount from them and be separated. Which means, yes, you know the ones that are holy and unholy. And you know there's a separation coming. And it's already started. You're starting to see a lot of churches that are being uh, taken down, that are being dismantled because God was not in the building. It wasn't in the facility. It wasn't in the person. It wasn't in the congregation. He was just not there. Let me say that one more time for people. To, Man, pastor, you just, what? What? You? I'm just telling you what I know to be true. God was not there. He was not present. He is trying to tell you. I was not there. I told you to move on. And because you did not be obedient to God, because you don't want to sit here and do what God says to do. Y'all don't hear me, though. Hmm. Let me tell you something. Let's go down. And it, it is a juicy uh, conversation of Jeremiah, the 31st chapter. And now you're starting to see, let's go back into the word of God. Amen. And he said that on the 24th verse, and there shall dwell in Judah itself and all the seas thereof together, husband, men, and they that go forth with flocks. 
25th verse, for I have satisfied the weary soul and I have replenished every soul, sorrowful soul. Let me say that one more time for people in back. For I have satisfied the weary soul and I have replenished every sorrowful soul. God is trying to rebuild you after he has already seen how you have become. God wants to rebuild you, but you have to be able to be broken down. Let me say that one more time for people that you have to be broken down. There's a difference between how you are and how God breaks you down. He gives you words of encouragement, but also he gives you correction. It's how you take it. How you take it. And then at the same exact time, God sees your tears. God sees what you have going on. He sees your heart. And he sees what's going on. And he knows what's going on. But you have to be able to sit there and say, Lord, I bring it all to you and leave it. Don't pick it back up. God is going to be able to restore you. Especially if you're living for him. Amen. 26 verse. This is why this upon this I awake and behold, and my sleep was sweet unto me. Mm, Lord, thank you, Lord. And he was giving him rest. Which Jeremiah needed. Then the 27th verse, behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will sow the house of Israel and the house of Judah with the seed of man and with the seed of beast. Oh, that's not, oh, it's not in the Bible, but let's go back. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, come on now, that I will sow the house of Israel. And the house of Judah with the seed of man and with the seed of beast. 28th verse. And it shall come to pass that like I have watched over them to pluck up and to break down and to throw down and to destroy and to afflict. So will I watch over them to build, to plant, saith the Lord. Look, God is watching us as the United States. Now I'm going to simply put it. I don't care what nobody says. God is watching us. And at the same time, he's been able, just like Israel and the house of Judah, he's been able to plant seeds of discord, of deception, manipulation. But we have to be able to be on the discernment. We have to be praying. We have to be fasting. We have to be meditating. We've got to be in our word. We have to do what God says do in order for us not to go into these snares. There is going to be times where they're going to sit there and say, and there I'm paraphrasing, he's over here, he's over there. But that's not God. That's not his son. Are we going to know when it's his son? Because I'm telling you, he's coming back and he's bringing with him his whole entire home. My God, thank you, Jesus. He's going to be coming back. And this time is not for peace. He's going to be coming and it's going to be wartime. It's already been wartime here on earth. But he's coming back to receive his people. Now, I'm going to say this. 
it's also wartime. See, there is a difference, distinct difference between us. It's because we're supposed to be living for God. We're supposed to be pretty much not giving way to what we want or what God wants in our lives. And at the same time, do you know that Satan is part of the seed of man? And also at the same time, it can also be referring to what Adam did, which was the sin that was in the land. And then at the same time, the beast, Lord have mercy. It's talking about also the mark of the beast, talking about how these different things are going on. That is not of God. And we all know about it. But at the same as that time, are we being so hardly listening to God? Let me say that one more time for people in the back. We need to wholeheartedly, excuse me, listen to God. Listen to what he's saying. It is not what we think. We should be relying on him. We should be relying on the true ones. And see, because the enemy has came into the camp and has diluted our vocabulary, you have people speaking like us, you have people saying the right things, but at the same exact time, their life is not congruent with God. You're starting to see them come apart. You're starting to see society breaking down where you see so many killings and so many children and men and husbands killing wives and wives killing husbands and children. I mean, and even their own flesh and blood, they, I, I, I had pretty much was shocked about a man killing his I think was his wife or girlfriend and then killing his own son and feeding it to a crocodile or an alligator. Do you understand that the mental capacity of a lot of different people because of their anger, because of their rage, because of them not doing what thus says the Lord, God has turned them over and given them into seducing spirits and all these different winds of doctrine talked about that also but it just becomes so much more profound when you see it and it's hard to look at it's like we are in a bad movie and we can't even turn the tv off let me say that one more time for people in the back i would sit there and i would look at some of these things and i couldn't look at everything because it just you know it's just so disheartening it's, it's so, how could you do? But it's the fact that you gave over to what you knew. You gave an over to all of these different things. And then at the same exact time, you haven't repented. You didn't, you know, you let God be in the back seat or not even in the situation at all. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. You let your own flesh ride over what you wanted. You only wanted to do what you wanted to do. Man, I tell you. Lord, I tell you. And as God was sitting here and telling me in the 28th verse, it shall come to pass that 
like have I watched over them to pluck up and to break down and to throw down and to destroy and to afflict. So will I watch over them to build, to plants, thus says the Lord. When God knows you are in the vineyard and you are working for him, you see the variations of how people are plucked up. Lord, my God, how God has to break them down and let them know through guidance and also correction and instruction to throw down to having them not to exist at all. Oh my God. Or place them out of their, their whole entire um, environment or status in order for him to listen, for them to listen to him. Y'all don't. Mm. To destroy. I mean, just annihilate. And then to afflict them, just like Job. I mean, you got to wonder, how is it that you are still here for another day? And uh, this is not hurting you. This is not like, I mean, honestly, I look at it as though, you know, and I and I talk to God and I, I tell God, I said, God, it's this is a hard, hard thing to see. And um, God says, this is my judgment. This is thus says the Lord. This is how it's supposed to be. See, we're slowly going to Solomon Gomorrah, people. Y'all don't understand. It, it, I don't know how it doesn't tug at your heart. How it doesn't, you know, kind of just leave you as a human being. Like, it, it hurts. It it truly does hurt to see these people, to see children, to see, you know, families like mothers ripped apart, you know, and the child being able to be missing like that. I mean, to see these people not have a care in the world, like body slamming a woman because they wanted the money. And I mean, causing this person not to walk again. I don't see how you don't see that. And and then at the same exact time, I know God sees that. And I understand that he did not want that to happen. But because of people's choices to choose death and not life, to choose to go and rob people and then kill people, right? And then have their bodies having to be, you know, looked over as nothing. Yeah. I'm talking about all type of races, creeds, nationalities. I'm talking about everything. Don't you see that? I mean, it just, it, it should do something to your preview. It should tell you what time it is. It's time to wake up. It's time to stop thinking that you have time. It's time for you to honestly sit there and choose what side you're going to be on. Is it God's side or is it, you know, is it the enemy's side? And if it's God's side, you have to fight. You got to fight yourself. You got to fight the enemy and you got to fight what you know. And then you sit there and you realize all of that. You have to keep going. It's a constant battle. It ain't something that you just lay down 
and say, okay, I'm going to know you can't do that. Someone's depending on you. Your, your family, your children are depending on you. Your way of life, your so much so is dependent on you. Because sometimes it is the one that is, who is God? They see it in you. They see it in you. They see the difference in you. And then at the same exact time, they see it so much so that they want that difference for themselves. And you're going to have the fake and the phony. You're going to have the people that want to be with you. That is only for a season. Only for you to water or or to plant. And then God is going to give them the increase with someone else. See, you take your time with what God is giving you. But at the same exact time, start getting for yourself who God is. Start building up what God has for you. Start making sure that you have whatever platform, whatever God has given you as a gift, that you use it to his glory and his edification. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. You use everything that God has given you, the gifts that God has given you. And you are going to be able to sit there and be able to compel so many people to come in and do what God says do. Thus says the Lord. I'm going to say it like I mean it. I understand that we are going into and we are in the Holy Week. And I will say this, that so many people don't know the resurrection and the uh, way of differentiation between rever- resurrection and Easter. And see, so many people want to know, it's common to say Easter. But at the same exact time, that's demonic, pretty much. It's talking about Astra and it's talking about uh, an Egyptian goddess or fertility god. I mean, they change so much, but it's coming pretty much originating from Easter, which is Egyptian, which is a goddess. I say resurrection day because Jesus got up. And when you say those things, sometimes. People don't realize that it's a teachable moment. Have those times where you can be a teachable person. Always have and be always like that. Be teachable. Be understanding. Be understanding to the point where you need to start speaking in life and speaking what God has told you to speak. Having the understanding and the wisdom and knowledge and knowing that sometimes you don't know. So God is sitting up there and saying, okay, let me give you this impartate this to you. See, even as a pastor, I don't know everything, but what God gives me, I give back to you. But you need to understand this Holy week, the Passover, all of these different things that's going on and having from Jesus coming in to and Palm Sunday for him coming in on a donkey and having that donkey not to be written only just by him. And then having the palms for him to come into Jerusalem is huge. And then you have, you know, the Passover, which goes back into Moses and having them to be able to have death to pass over them because they were able, the symbolism 
of a young lamb and being slain and then putting the blood on the doorpost for the Israelites at that time to have death to pass over them. And then having that young lamb become the symbol foretelling of Jesus that was slain is huge. So when we say, thus says the Lord, my God, and you see the ramifications of all that we have been able to go in, don't you know you need to take this seriously? You need to take your life seriously. There is nothing in this world that is worth going hell over. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. There is nothing, nothing that is worth in this lifetime. And even when you take your last breath, there is nothing that cannot be able to sit, honestly sit there and do what God says to Honestly, sit there and you start seeing what's going on. You honestly sit there and examine yourself daily on a daily basis. I have to do that for myself. So please do that for yourself. And I'm being honest. You need to do that honestly with wholeheartedness. Analyze yourself. Have God to analyze yourself. And then at the same exact time, be in a state of, Lord, please forgive me and be earnest about that. And I had to be like that this week. I had to be honestly sensitive because I felt like, God, what's taking so long for this or that? But then God was like, you know what? Spend time with me. Spend time with me in my word. Spend time with me in prayer. Spend time with me when you are doing the things that it seems like is so important, but really it's not. Spend time with God on today. And let him know how much you love him, how much you care about him, how much he has been able to put so much into your life. This is not even in my notes. I'm just telling you how I feel about it. Because if you've seen what I've seen this whole entire week, this whole entire two weeks, I mean, so much has gone on. And you see... So many people saying things that should not be, and it's recorded, and should not be acting, but it's recorded. And then them going and standing before God. Oh my God. That goes for me. That goes for you. That goes for me and you. Please understand. Yes, we're human beings, but I'm telling you, you need to make sure when God says, thus says the Lord, You need to heed towards his words, to his ways, to his loving understanding and to his arms. Stop sitting here and thinking you have time. We all, we don't have no time. And I'm going to tell you like I mean it. Stop thinking that it's going to be for you to just do whatever. No, telling God is telling you already. Hearken unto his voice on today. When you hear this, every time that you hear me sitting here and saying, thus says the Lord, don't you know that's God talking? That's God speaking. That's not me. I'm here only as his mouthpiece. I am not doing this by my own. I've been bought with a price. Do you understand? All this time that we've been talking about God, that we've been talking about Jesus, 
We've been bought with blood. Do you understand? We've been brought, excuse me, brought with the blood of Jesus. Uh, God in human form. And I'm not saying a uh, God, a the one. True, living from God himself, his son. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Y'all don't, uh, y'all don't get catch up. Please catch up. Father, he was sent down from heaven and was born to a woman that was able to conceive him without man's assistance and being able to be raised to do what God says do, 30 years old. And then having to go down and have and handle and get from hell the keys of sin and death over hell and take the people from the Abraham bosom and bring them back up to heaven and the keys. Y'all don't hear me though. Y'all, see, that makes me even the more want to repent and keep going, want to keep repenting and whatever the situation and not repeat what I've been doing. Let me say that one more time for people, man. When you start seeing what Jesus, what the apostles, what the disciples, what all of these different people had to go through just to give us the word of God. You wouldn't want to go back to what you used to be. You wouldn't want to be able to sit there. And I mean, yes, all of them died a gruesome death. But I'm telling you, is that even with John of Patmos, he was able to see all of these different things. And every time he was able to be there, because it was volcanic, eruptions and it was the the land was not was not peaceful he still was able to see who god was see throughout the chaos god still was able to give him things that we need for today so i see lord and i hear you and i want to be obedient to you every day and Lord, I, I don't know about you, but I'm going to tell you like I mean it. Ask God for forgiveness. Stop sitting up here saying you don't have a Bible study, but not reading the Bible, the word of God. Do you understand people paid a high price for this Bible to be printed? People paid a high price for their lives for you to hear and listen to the word of God. People pay a high price. My God. My God. God has his son and his followers to pay a high price. And don't you think that you're not going to pay the high price either? Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Don't you think that for one moment you're not going to pay the high price? That they're not going to come after us. They're, they're going to have 
your family members to turn against you. They're going to have people turning you in. You're going to be prosecuted. Some of us are going to be prosecuted. Some of us are going to be put to death for this work because you don't want to recant. You don't want to, you want to keep living for God. Do you understand? It's thus says the Lord is none, it's all in or you out. It ain't no in between. Oh, that person was a good person. Mm-hmm. But where they live in the way that God wants them to live. Y'all don't hear me though. Catch up, catch up. And if you are not saved, if you are not doing what God says, thus says the Lord. It says Romans 10, 9 and 10. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and thou shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And verse 10, for with the heart man believe unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Verse 11, it says, for the scripture said, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. And it says, verse 12, for there is no difference between the Jews and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. And it says also in the 13th verse, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Do you understand that God is calling and you need to answer that call? This says the Lord is a lot, and I'm gonna sit here and put a pin in it because we need a ver we, we definitely need a uh, a part three. I mean, this is juicy. This is something that we need to understand. Be in a state of learning, always learning, always trying to do what thus says the Lord. Always. Oh my goodness. Always. Always. Always, always, always consult God. Always give his real first to him. Always stop getting in that phone. Always stop doing things that God says no. Give your time, your space, your way of life to God. Stop sitting up here and thinking that, oh, you know, we can't, we're not supposed to judge. No, you need to judge righteously. The fruit of the spirit, the people's spirit. And yes, you had a background, you had a past, but don't you know that God is sitting up here and he's restored what you have been able to have. And he's been able to revise you because you've asked for to come into his life, cleans you up now. That's why Jesus said, I can't go into where I used to be because this is what they think that I'm supposed to be. But God is like, no, I'm a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. People can act only but a little while. And God is trying to tell you, get around the real true ones. You'll start seeing who people are. You'll start seeing what's going on. You'll start seeing what. God is telling you that people, as well as having to know what's going on, you're going to start seeing the fruit of the, the fruit that they're carrying, whether it's good or bad. 
that's up to that individual. But the true nature of that person is going to come out. It's going to come out. You're going to see. And then at the same exact time, God is trying to tell you, start getting around the ones that are of God. Start doing what God says do. You can sit there and make it so. But I'm telling you, don't stay in one state for long. Don't stay in one state of, oh, well, I, I, I don't know. I, I just want to go back to what I used to be. There is such a thing as growth. And every time that I come up to my birthday, I'm thankful for the growth. I'm thankful for how God is telling me and how God is able to sit there and teach me day in and day out what's going on. And I'm so grateful for that. And I'm thankful that it is Holy Week and that I can be able to sit back with my children and start looking at some of the movies that I grew up with and start understanding and giving them the understanding what's going on at that time. And even giving some misconceptions and letting them know that this is a part of us and that God is always supposed to stay there no matter what's going on. So during this week, be in prayer. Also consult God, but also I'm thankful for his son coming and dying on the cross for us because he didn't stay there. He did not stay there. He was arisen and he had so many people to sit there and lie on God. And I mean, the inflictions he went through was, oh my God, gruesome, but he did it for me and you so that we can have eternal life and life more abundantly. So please, the more you know, the more you're going to be accountable for. So I'm telling you from me, please learn from your ways, the ones that are not of God and develop habits that are of God so that you can be able to go up against the enemy and survive during this process. Because a lot of things that are going to start coming out, people are mentally and physically going to have people around them that are not of God and going to cause harm physically and mentally. And also at the same exact time, the mental issues that's going on, oh my God, they're going to get worse. And it's not going to get any better. Only until we as a nation can go back to God, repent of what we've been doing, and do what God says the Lord. And even then, we need to understand it's coming a time and a day where God is going to turn us over if we don't do what he says do. You have a whole lot more of unholiness and unrest that are going on in this world. You need to do what God says do. And through it all, know that God is still on the throne. Amen that we still win, that in the end, the ones that are true believers in God, we still win. No matter what, we still win. And because you don't care what you used to do or be, don't you think that God doesn't care, that we do care what we used to be. That's why we're not doing it anymore. The places that we used to go, we're not going anymore. We're doing a difference. And all, and all people want to sit there 
and say what we used to do. Don't you know I'm not there anymore? My rent has been paid. I've been bought with a price. And I don't feel, and I won't go back. Amen. Tell that to yourself. God has given me all that I need and I won't go back. Let me say that one more time for people back. I have gotten everything that I need in God and I won't go back. My mind is fixed and my mind is made up. I'm not going to go back. No matter what's going on, no matter what I see, I'm thankful for the peace that God gives me and the hurt and the harm that I see, the empathy that I feel, the sincerity, human beings doing what they're doing. Solomon Gomorrah, please understand this. It's like the days of Noah. You need to understand and look up because God is drawing now. You need to understand. God's going to tell his son it's time to go. And we need to be ready. Amen. If you like what you're hearing on today, please go ahead and like and share. And please follow and subscribe and find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon Music, Audible, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Samsung, and other platforms like YouTube so that you can enjoy it. Please leave us a five-star rating so that we can be able to have more people we can reach out to. And if you have any questions, comments, and anything that you need to have as far as finding me on Facebook at It Is Written, my name is L-A-T-O-N-Y-A-U-L-L-O-A. Once again, It Is Written, L-A-T-O-N-Y-A-U-L-L-O-A. And thank you so much for listening with me. I have been blessed by God to just enjoy all that we have. And also at the same exact time, do you understand? Please, with all sincerity, thank you. And for the ones that's been with me from the beginning, thank you. And for the ones that have just started listening to me, I appreciate it. Thank you. But please, United States, go back to God. Around the world, internationally, go back to God. And for everyone, please start praying for your nations. Start praying for the countries that you are dwelling in also. Because there is so much more that we have to go through. And yet, we have yet seen. Kanon samida. Anyong.